Hello, my name is Andrew Denny, and I welcome you to Couture and Construction, a weekly show dedicated to the people and stories behind beautiful places, recorded live in the Textures Nashville showroom inside the Nashville Design Collective. Episode 44, Listener Mailbag. So we're going to try something a little bit different today. Uh... We're answering some of the questions we've received from our listeners. And if this resonates with you, we'd love to answer more of your questions in the future. Uh, Feel free to reach out to us and ask them on Instagram through direct message at the Couturin Construction webpage or uh, Instagram page. Or you can send your questions or comments to hello at couturinconstruction.com. So, um, uh, as I shared, I'm Andrew Denny. Uh, I'm the host of Couture and Construction and also the founder and on the sales team at Textures Nashville. We uh, provide uh, architects, interior designers, luxury builders, uh, and flooring materials. Specifically, we're probably best known for um, high-end uh, custom-made hardwood flooring products. So we've been in the Nashville community since uh, 2003 and uh, incorporated in 2004. And I've been part of the team since since the beginning, hence, hence founder. And uh, we just absolutely really love uh, working in this industry. And just to give you a little bit of background, that's how Couture and Construction um, was born is just our love for the people in this industry and the creative vibes that are created and really just wanting to create a platform for our uh, listeners that may be entering into a building project where they where they need additional resources to kind of understand process and vendors and perspective, but also as a peer-to-peer resource uh, for people working within the industry that just want to hear different perspectives other than their own. One thing that I constantly share on this program is the interior design builder industry seems to me from our client base that it's a collection of smaller businesses and uh, that's very exciting. So we hope you are enjoying this resource. So first question uh, that we received today, I'm going to just kind of jump into this as what's the best way for designers to connect with builders? Uh, Well, I'm not a designer or a builder, but I do work with both of them. And, uh, I would say it is, uh, that's a, that's a really interesting question. My opinion on that would be a, I would want to clarify what does connect mean? Does that mean, uh, to do business with, or if you're doing business with them, how do you kind of build a connection? Well, the way I work with both builders and designers is to really, um, Try to try to have their perspective. So designers and builders both are trying to achieve the same objective, but they're coming at it from a slightly different angle. Where designers uh, may be, you know, doing the design, the builders are doing the implementation, and I think that where those two. Uh, types of professionals can really make a good connection is, is understanding the other's perspective and end result. So I always just find it very helpful. A good example of that may be, uh, 
coming up with a design that is going to work from a feasibility standpoint, um, but also from a budget standpoint. So that would be that would be somewhat of an example to meet new builders and designers. I can only share my past experiences, which is go where they go. Uh, you know, if you are uh, a designer and you want to connect with builders, look for new construction, look for a really nice truck, and chances are that'll be the the builder and the decision maker. Go introduce yourself and uh, start building a relationship. And, uh, you know, just got to kind of get out there and beat the streets. Um, also, becoming part of the Home Builders Association uh, would be a great place for networking opportunities. The Chamber of Commerce, uh, your professional organizations, ASID. I think those spaces provide a lot of opportunity for incubating of relationship. So hopefully that answers that listener's question. Uh, second question we have is, in your opinion, what is the most challenging thing to run into when working on a project? Well, right now, if you ask me this in 2021, it's uh, material and labor availability. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but we're still feeling the repercussions of the Great Recession, um, you know, from 2008 to 2010. And what happened there was we lost probably not a full generation, but the impact on on the skilled labor was was pretty significant because a lot of folks working in this industry had to go find a new career during that time span or you know, they would have lost everything. They're just building really came to a, a tremendous slowdown. So now 10, 12 years later, we're really starting, or we have been still feeling the impact of that recession because there's truly just a labor shortage of, uh, of folks that had to get out of the industry. And then second, as a result of the pandemic and the ensuing building boom, and supply chain issues were really faced with material shortages. So, uh, you know, all of those things kind of play into uh, challenges on a project right now. I'll leave that there. So number three, what is a typical payment plan or payment schedule for a large design project? Speaking purely for how we operate, our projects are typically pretty large. Um, and we sell pretty expensive material. Um, and uh, we require that 50% is due at contract and then the, the remaining 50% is due at completion. If it's an extra large job, then we're, we're invoicing for draws after the initial 50%. So I've worked with interior designers in the past and it's they typically have a similar uh, pay structure and I've worked with builders in the past and uh, on building projects and typically it's a draw situation uh, which required you know bank financing uh, so uh, yeah 50% down 50% at completion but also uh, be prepared to make draws um, what is your favorite episode is question number four 
I really, really enjoyed uh, our episode when we had uh, the Nashville Design Collective Spring Fling. Um, we had, I think, five or six or seven guests uh, throughout the evening kind of documenting and talking about a party and what the Nashville Design Collective means to them. It was really, really fun. It was the first party most of us had been to in 15 months. There was absolutely fantastic energy, and uh, it was just a really fun way to remember a, a special occasion. So right now, that would be my favorite. Uh, just really, really enjoyed that evening in general. Uh Question five, why did you start the podcast? I mistakenly, being a bad host, uh, answered that in my opening statement. So really the mission behind the podcast is is dual. One is to provide a peer-to-peer resource um, for people that are in this community. The second is to provide an educational tool to help our listeners manage their journey of a design or luxury build project with better perspective and understanding. Uh, so that, that's really it. And, you know, it's our way of serving the community. Question six, could you talk about material shortage in the industry? I can. Um, material shortage in the industry uh, is really a significant challenge for not only building professionals, their clients, and their contractors, but it's a very significant challenge for the overall economy. Building is um, really one of the main uh, accelerators of an economy and um, anytime there's threats to it, you you have potential for ripple effects throughout the rest of the economy. And uh, right now we're feeling some of those because there's been a building boom. Uh, I'm no financial whiz, but everybody knows that interest rates are low. Uh, people have more money now, which is really great, than in a higher level of savings and a lower amount of debt than, than at any time since the early 1980s. Building is in high demand. That is great, and we're all very thankful for that. But a large part of the country was closed um, for a significant amount of time last year. And there, you know, as one of my suppliers shared, there are simply less loggers today for, for hardwood flooring than there were 15 months ago. And unprecedented levels of, of, of demand. So it's really had an impact on a day to on a day-to-day basis within our company. It's one of the biggest pain points that we are facing is material acquisition. Things change on a dime. Uh, and it's and it's from we don't have wood to we don't have a elastizer that goes into a finish that we have to put on the wood. All of those things kind of compound and uh, create a struggle. So uh, we don't anticipate this to really change and resolve itself until probably, you know, I've heard uh, mid mid 2022. So Q2, Q3 of 2022, seeing some return to normalcy. 
But uh, we managed through it, and um, I think that what I would share with any peers right now would be pro would be to be as proactive as possible. Really, be depending on your vendors to keep you closely updated. You know, be asking the right questions of your clients to understand timelines. Uh, we recently were a company that doesn't really ever buy inventory because so much of what we've done is custom, but we've recently brought in uh, tens of thousands of square feet, literal truckloads of material uh, so that we can have on hand because we realize that for our clients to serve them as best as possible, sometimes availability is going to be the most important attribute. So uh, that's, that's kind of where we are with materials. Uh, question seven, this is a, this is kind of a tough one. What's something you wish you would have known when you first started out in the industry? Um, (laughs) I could give you a lot of snarky answers, but I really do love what I do. Um, this industry, uh, has taught me a lot of lessons and most of them very hard. Um, probably the, the, the thing I wish I would have known most is to, and I started in this industry in my early 20s, uh, is to really understand that what you're selling is not a product, but basically insurance for somebody else's reputation. We don't deal necessarily with the general public. We serve people that have a repetitive need in this industry. So whether it's a luxury builder, an architect, or an interior designer, we serve them and they partner with us because above the absolute beautiful products that we provide, they know that they can count on us to do what we say. So Going back to that word perspective and and probably a little bit of maturity, really understanding that um, so that you can serve better uh, and uh, manage more impactfully is something I would have liked to have learned earlier in my career. Um, and and also the the other very big thing that I would share that I still struggle with is building in general is very imperfect. It's not a linear process, and there are a lot of logistical issues that are out of your control, and um, <clears throat> there's labor that's out of your control. There's a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda. And that would probably be the next best piece of advice I would have given myself is really don't sweat the small stuff um, and, you know, don't take it personal. Uh, Things happen. And uh, putting that into part of, you know, how you set things up and set expectations for clients, I think that's very, very important to share is to acknowledge that on the front end, you know, that the unexpected may occur and to be prepared for that, but we'll deal with it to the best of our ability. Okay. Number eight, what is the most surprising thing you've learned on the podcast? That's a really good question. And, um, to be quite honest, uh, 
I would have to say one of the reoccurring themes is that to a person, almost every professional we've had on, uh, they talk about teamwork and the importance of having collaborative uh, discussions between designers, landscape architects, builders, and architects, and and the right client. Um, though the individually work with all of those folks, but and, and it shouldn't be surprising to me. But for every one of our clients in that realm to be asked what's the most important thing. I think they have all answered the exact same way, which is be part of a great team and uh, makes a ton of sense. And uh, probably, like I said, probably shouldn't be too surprising, but very, very uh, uh, interesting feedback from a, a diverse group of folks. Number nine, what are the most common trends you're seeing in the industry within the past six months? I'm not sure if that question is the wood flooring industry or the design and build industry uh, in general. So uh, from a design and build perspective, uh, some of the trends I see are, um, quite honestly, more contemporary design, more modern uh, architecture uh, and just cleaner lines. Um, we're in Nashville, which is, uh, you know, a traditional, uh, Southern kind of setup. And a lot of the architecture here, I would say is classical. It's probably not the, 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 the architecture way of describing that. I do know we have, thanks to Connie Vernich and one of our past episodes, a lot of Greek revival, and uh, federalist uh, uh, type of architecture. But I, I see a lot of house plans. I mean, a ton. And almost exclusively, everything that we're seeing being built on the residential side in a luxury market is definitely um, very fresh, uh, very uh, unique, cool elevations, um, uh, more integrated into the landscape and the natural beauty of, of our state and, and city. Uh, so that's really, really cool. And from a flooring perspective, we're really starting to see a turn from cooler tones to warmer tones, still very, very neutral, but um, just much more of an organic, much more of an organic type uh, aesthetic. So think very clean, uh, natural oaks, uh, very clean, um, you know, long plank, wide board, uh, visually quiet type materials. And uh, that kind of makes sense just because that's a, a, you know, a great canvas to put the, the rest of a palette onto. Uh, and then our last question that we've chosen is, uh, question 10, how do you find guests for the podcast? Well, uh, again, a very good question. And, um, really what we do is we try to use that word perspective and we like to understand what our clients may have questions on. Because I have so much interaction with people walking through 
the build process, designers that are that are in the process, builders that are in the process. I really just try to listen to understand a topic that may be um, wide enough for people to relate to. So as an example, uh, you know, I had on Mary Soder from uh, PDI a few weeks ago, and it was about plumbing. That's something that I think people wouldn't necessarily know where to begin to understand how to buy a home full of plumbing fixtures. So that would be an example I would use. Or when I had Ray Cash on to talk about what's a framing walk. Historically, I've probably had at least 7,000 people, not kidding, at some point in our interaction say, well, they said we'd review that at the framing walk. Well, I didn't really even fully understand what all a framing walk entailed. So I would have to imagine having heard that so many times that we may be able to help solve and provide some uh, interesting understanding for people walking through on a, on a topic like that. So anyway, that wraps it up. I really appreciate all of the questions. We're very thankful for that. Uh, we, we really appreciate the feedback and we're so happy that you're tuning in and downloading our podcasts. Uh, again, thank you so much. And, um, we love your feedback. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I am Andrew Denny and thanks for listening to Couture on Construction. Thank you for listening to yet another inspiring episode of KOTOR and Construction. Please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like us, please remember to share with your friends, family, and industry professionals. 